This is an All Ears English podcast, episode 79, what some Americans know about presentations that you don't. Interview with Carl Kwan, part one. Welcome to the All Ears English podcast, where you'll finally get real native English conversation and fluency for business and life. We believe in connection, not perfection, when it comes to learning English. Now, here are your hosts, Lindsay McMahon, the English adventurer, and Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz, coming to you from Arizona and Boston, USA. Learn the most important tip for giving presentations from a master presenter, Carl Kwan. Find out why giving a successful talk that your audience will love is a lot more simple than you might think. This podcast is sponsored by Indeed. As a business owner myself, I've learned that the most important key to success is having a great team, but it can be time consuming reading through tons of resumes. Need to hire a great candidate at your company? Why not eliminate the busy work? Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so that you can connect with candidates faster. Just in the minute that I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. So join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash A-E-E. Just go to Indeed.com slash A-E-E right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. I-N-D-E-E-D dot com slash A-E-E. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Aubrey. How are you doing today? Hi, Lindsay. I'm great. How are you? Awesome. I'm feeling excited. I feel like at Allers English lately, we've been talking about presentations a lot. How do you feel about presentations? Yes, I feel like I've learned a ton lately mm. from people I've been able to talk to, interview. Yes. I had never done a, a lot of presentations at work. I have received, right? I've been in a room mm -hmm. where someone is presenting quite a bit. And yes. it's interesting how much you learn from that too, of either yes. what you shouldn't do or what is really effective. Oh my gosh. I know it's true. I feel like I have so much more to learn when it comes to presentations. And now we're all doing more online presentations, right? Live online conferences and summits and that type of thing. Yes, exactly. Right. Sales presentations that once yeah. upon a time had to be in person. We now have the mm -hmm. technology to, to have this video conferencing, video presentation. So, and that takes its own set of skills. Yes, for sure, guys. So in today's episode, we're going to show you some clips from a chat that we had with Carl Kwan, who is a thought leader in the world of presentations. He runs his own video marketing company called kwanmultimedia.com. If you go to his YouTube channel, you're going to be able to see his videos and he is just out there putting out fantastic content on really how to learn presentations. Aubrey, did you learn much when you were in school, like in your curriculum, in high school, college? Did yeah, you get somewhat. Explicit? I feel like mm -hmm. 
I feel like that's there for everyone, right? You have yeah. to learn to be able to present both mm-hmm. at high school level and college. You have to give yeah. some presentations. And it, it was difficult for me. I was pretty shy. Mm-hmm. It was hard to put myself out there. I think what really became clear was how important it is to prepare. You really Ooh. can't give a good presentation if you haven't done the adequate pre- preparation. It's so true. It's so true. I don't think I really got any experience. explicit, the word is explicit, kind of instructions on how to present, how to public speak, right? In college, it's just that I had to do it. So I had the content and I was presenting it, but I did join Toastmasters for like a a day (laughs) (laughs) and I didn't continue it, but that would have been a great way. And I recommend to our listeners to try Toastmasters. Have you ever joined a Toastmasters meeting before? I haven't. No, I don't know much Mm -hmm. about that. Oh, it's really cool. It's really cool. It's a nationwide organization where you can, you know, just improve your public speaking skills. Yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. I love how you use that really native expression where we'll emphasize mm-hmm. how short of a time we did something to say, oh, I did it for like a day. A day. Maybe it was six months <laughs> or a year, no, but we really over-exaggerate the short amount of time. <laughs> okay. But in this case, it actually was a day. I just, I <laughs> didn't stop going after the first time. <laughs> Literally but a day, because right. I'll say that if I do something maybe for four months that I should have done for five years, I'll yeah. say, oh, I did that for like a day. Right. No, but you're right. We do do that. If it's six months, it could, you know, it felt like a short time. We may say just a day or an hour or something like that. Yeah, um, right. Exaggerate. Exactly. But in today's episode, we're going to hear from the master himself, guys. So I'm going to go ahead. We're going to let Carl introduce himself. We're going to pull in the clip from the interview. And then so go ahead and listen to this introduction. Yes, he's going to give us three tips straight from, you know, this master himself. So I'm excited for you guys to hear this. Let's give it a listen. And he's going to introduce himself right here. Yes. Yeah, sure. Okay, so my name is Carl Kwan. I am based in Seoul, South Korea, but I am originally from Vancouver, uh, Vancouver, BC, Canada. And although I have an Asian name, I'm not actually Korean. I was born in Hong Kong, and I moved to Canada when I was like three years old, and that's why I sound the way I do because you know I, I spoke English my whole life growing up. And I moved over to Korea about 10 years ago, um, originally because my uh, wife is Korean. And I met her in Vancouver and decided, okay, well, you know, I guess I'm not going to Taiwan after all. I'm going to probably go to uh, Korea instead. (laughs) And I came over here to teach English. And because I have an MBA and a, a business background, and I was really into presentations, uh, when I first started working here as an English teacher, I worked mainly with you know business English, and mm-hmm. then eventually kind of moved into just doing more presentations work. And then at some point, I don't know how this happened, but people were asking about videos to help them with their presentation skills. Mm-hmm. And I said, there really aren't any good videos out there. And so I said, how about if I just make them myself? And awesome. Nice. I, I like that videos. attitude. Yeah, so- Okay, so here in this clip, we heard some attitude. Is that right, Aubrey? Yes, I love that, right? Um, (laughs) Yeah, I love that attitude. Yeah, it's fantastic. I like the idea of going out and seeing a gap in the market and providing content if it's not out there, right? It's so good. So good. Yeah, so, exactly. In meetings, networking events, you you have to be confident. You have to sound polished. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to organize your ideas well. There's so much involved. Yeah. Do you think that presentation skills are important for anything else kind of besides sort of the classic on stage scenario? Like where else do we use presentation skills? 
Yeah, definitely. Well, I think about how important it is for a present presenter to be mm-hmm. engaging and interesting. And those skills translate to every time you're speaking to someone. You want to okay. keep people interested in the conversation and mm-hmm. engaged. You don't want to be speaking in a monotone. And yeah. the preparation. You want to know who you're talking to whenever possible, what they're interested in. That helps so much to keep your audience engaged. Yeah, that's so good. I also think in places like meetings or networking events, we tend to put our shoulders back a bit more and button up our language, right? We want to sound a little more polished, a little more organized when Mm -hmm. we're speaking. So it is kind of a a bit of a presentation vibe that we give off in those contexts, don't you think? Yes, I agree very much so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So guys, we're going to start now with Carl's tip number one, his first tip about presentations, and then we're going to come back and chat about them. So here we go with Carl's first tip. Well, I mean, as far as like people who are ESL, you know, your, your English is your second language. Like the big thing is that Number one, language is always like um, a worry for people. Mm-hmm. Um, but aside from the language factor, which I'll, which I'll mention a quick tip for, but it's really important to really know who your audience is because most of the time people tend to make presentations based on what they think they should talk about and or they give presentations based on what their boss wants them to talk about. And so a lot of times we end up with really long presentations or they don't really get to the point or they bore the audience really, really quickly because they just don't, you know, they don't speak to the audience. So always know exactly who your audience is and what they want to hear from you. Okay. So what do you think about his tip here, Aubrey? Oh, I think it's so true, right? To know your audience. What mm-hmm. is their problem? What do they want to know? What problem yes. can you solve for them? That is mm-hmm. vital. Yeah, exactly. I mean, if we're, as Carl said, if we're, the presentation is too long, if you don't get to the point quickly enough, it's just not going to be suitable for exactly who we're talking to, right? So understanding again, like we said, what's their problem? What exactly do they want to know? Don't waste their time. Have you ever been in a presentation where someone is just wasting your time? <laughs> yes. I, I think about if, um, if someone asks a question in a mm-hmm. FAQ mm-hmm. and the presenter either doesn't know the answer or doesn't quite understand the question yeah. and they end up just sort of rambling and it's clear oh that gosh. they're not answering the question, everyone immediately feels like my time is being wasted. Yeah. I wish they would have just said, you know, I don't know the answer. I'll find out and get back to you. Yeah. I think people have an innate ability to sense when someone is kind of BSing, right? They can, yes. they can, <laughs> For I think sure. that's because in school, like we all learned how to do it, right? <laughs> Right. And and so we have radar for it. We have radar for this when people are kind of pretending to know something, but they don't know it so much. So don't do that, right? Be honest. And if you don't know something, you know, Carl will give us tips on how to deal with that later. But what would be an example of, for example, if we're presenting about podcasting to a group of people who know nothing, what would be the wrong way to start off that presentation, Aubrey? Yeah, I definitely would not start with technical jargon, complicated info about podcasts. Mm -hmm. That's just, you know, wrong crowd. They're not prepped. That's just going to be sort of over their heads, as we say, and you're going to lose them. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. 
Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Exactly. Exactly. I love that. And so now in the next part of the conversation we had here with Carl, Carl gave us a tip about language, right? It's not just the content. It's also the way you deliver your presentation. So let's listen to that one. Yeah. Once you have that kind of figured out, then, you know, the next sort of important thing to remember is that keep your language simple because people are always worried, well, this is my first English presentation or, you know, I've given presentations in English in the past and I've never felt comfortable because my English is so bad. And the thing is, if, you're, if you've been asked to give a presentation in English, most likely you're probably okay already in terms of your overall ability. Yeah, right. Um, I would say, yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Right. Right, probably you're okay already. So it's a, it's maybe a lack of confidence, but it's also choosing the correct language and words to use. And mm-hmm. ideally, what you want to do is use as simple and plain language in English as possible. Mm-hmm. So don't worry about big long sentences. Don't worry right. about using big words. Okay, so what did Carl tell us here, Aubrey? Yeah, I love this. He told us to pretend you're talking to a 10-year-old child <laughs> and use language this person can understand. It's interesting because some people might think of that as maybe a little condescending, but it's mm-hmm. actually a very good tip. 10-year-olds are very bright, but yeah. they won't have as high of a level of vocabulary as the average professional mm-hmm. in a field. You have to assume right. the people you're presenting to don't have all that technical jargon. You want to yeah. make sure to keep your vocabulary at a level they will understand. Exactly. So if you're using short sentences, guys, that can be powerful because it's not about the individual sentences you're saying, right? It's about the whole message. At the end of the presentation, did you inform your audience? Did you make them feel something? Did you convince them to do something, right? Any salesperson would tell you that's the point of a presentation. Yes, exactly. And your audience will appreciate the straightforward way you are speaking to them because they yeah. want to understand your message. They exactly. want to have a good takeaway yes. so that they, they have next steps. It's very clear what the message was when they leave. Exactly. I do think that we should memorize a whole presentation. What are your thoughts on memorization, Aubrey? Yeah, Carl <laughs> says no, right? His yeah, tip right. is definitely don't memorize. It sounds memorized. It sounds boring. Yes. He says that ideally you shouldn't even use notes so that oh. you don't end up staring at your notes and saying anything word for word. You need mm-hmm. to be looking at your audience and engaging them. Yeah. I mean, so I guess that's why we're using slides. Hopefully, I think I would need something, right? I would hopefully need something, some kind of prompt. Like a roadmap. Maybe, yeah. A roadmap. Maybe you have slides and that prompts all the information you know in your head already. So I guess that means we really have to know the content well, don't we? Yeah, definitely. And it, it's smart to pay attention to the content on your slides, because if it's a thousand words on a yeah. slide, yeah. not only is that not going to give you a prompt, you don't want to read all of that. Oh it's my just going to be a lot for the you know, your audience to be looking at. So we just want a roadmap, simple prompts that are going to give mm-hmm. you an idea of what you want to say next. 
Yeah. And going back to the danger of memorization, I, I know that on the IELTS exam, I think some students I've heard have been known to make the mistake of trying to memorize answers. For, you know, I don't know how you would do that <laughs> because you don't know what you're getting. But what are That's your thoughts problem. on that? Yeah. It's such a waste of time because you don't know the questions you will get, mm -hmm. right? So do not memorize sample speaking answers. Do not memorize sample essays no. because you will end up trying to use um, sections of that, yeah. full phrases, paragraphs that won't quite fit and will be out of context and will just be disastrous for your scores. That would sound ridiculous. Yeah. Guys, it, it, it seems to me that that would take more time than actually learning to speak properly, right? To actually exactly. answer questions. Yeah. Instead, you want to learn high-level vocabulary that is useful in a lot of different mm -hmm. contexts, useful on a lot of different questions or essays, how to use it, how yeah. to be flexible with it. You got it. And we're going on a little bit of a tangent, but I think many of our listeners are undoubtedly taking IELTS sometime in the next couple of years, right? There's going to be a lot of immigration, a lot of things happening. So Aubrey, where can our listeners find that podcast? Our yes, other podcast? Jessica and I are on the IELTS Energy Podcast, three episodes every week. So if you're studying for IELTS or might anytime soon, make sure you follow us on IELTS Energy. Yeah, so good. Okay. And then we have our final tip. What are we going to talk about here in this upcoming tip from Carl? Yeah, so he is going to describe how you should act in yeah. front of your audience, and this is vital. All right, so here we go. Let's listen to it. Right, and that's and I think that's exactly it. Is that you don't want to be talking at your audience, mm -hmm. as in you don't want to just be you know having this monologue and just not having a an engaging conversation with them. Ideally, your presentation should almost be like you know you're just a friend who came over and just can tell them about this you know, wonderful new thing or whatever it is you want to talk about uh, and, and tell, you know, I guess a very personal, you know, engaging type of story with them instead of this uh, lecture or something, one-way lecture or monologue. Okay, so this is huge. It's the way we present ourselves. It's where we're looking. It's how we're speaking. What are your thoughts on Carl's tip here? Yeah, I love it. I mean, it sounds really informal, right, to be a friend to your audience, but that mm -hmm. just means you need to speak in a way that they will connect with. You want them yes. to be able to understand you. You want to, them to feel that you understand the problem they have and could actually help them solve it. Yeah, there's something about trust here. I think trust is a, a factor that's not coming up explicitly, but it is. When people know that you're also a human being and maybe you've struggled with the same problem you're presenting on here that you're trying to solve for your audience, at that point, they trust you. On the other hand, if you're a robot and you're acting kind of mechanical in the way you're delivering this, they're not going to trust you or believe you, right? Yeah, exactly. It's so great to start a presentation with like an anecdote or a metaphor that yeah. helps them see that you are all in the same boat together, right? We've all experienced a shared story, a shared experience. And, and now they're starting to say, okay, this, this presenter understands where I'm coming from. They're yes. treating me like a real person with real problems. And I'm going to listen. I'm going to have some yes. good takeaways here. Yeah. I think this could be another episode we could plan for Allers English is how to tell a really engaging personal story to open up a presentation. Yes. I've sat through a lot of presentations that are fantastic where they open with this dramatic, maybe they have a video or maybe they have just photos, dramatic story, maybe a low point in the person's life, right? Before they discovered yeah. something that, that can hook. be so good. 
And I would love to teach your audience how to do that, Aubrey, sometime. So let's get into yes. that another episode. Um, it's all about connection, not perfection, guys. This is another way to connect in English, but through that presentation. And Aubrey, what are we going to cover in the next episode? We're going to get Carl back on the show. <laughs> yes. What are we going to talk about in that one? Yeah, you guys want to stay tuned. In episode 80, he's going to give tips on organizing your presentation and ending it successfully. Yes. This is so key because you can have the best um, presentation. And then if it ends weekly, kind of a flop, that's yeah. all they're going to remember. So this is key. Yeah, that is so true. We remember the last thing we heard, not the first thing we heard, right. not the thing in the middle. So I'm excited to go to that. Guys, go ahead and hit follow. You want to make sure you get the next episode from Carl and all of our episodes of All Ears English. Go ahead and hit follow on this podcast now. Aubrey, thanks for hanging out and chatting about this today. Yes. Awesome. See you next time. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to All Ears English. And if you believe in connection, not perfection, follow our show wherever you listen to podcasts to make sure you don't miss anything. See you next time.